Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And now, 106.3 WORD proudly presents Hot Rods and Happy Custom car and hot rod enthusiasts together for a weekly chat. Here are your hosts, Rob Pitts and Odd Rod. Live and local on 106.3 WORD. All right, guys, welcome to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. I'm Rob Pitts. Odd Rod. Yes, sir. Won't you tell everybody what we're doing this weekend? Well, we hosted the greatest cruise in in Greenville, South Carolina. Ooh. I'm going to tell you something. I will agree with you. Hot Rods and Happy Hour, Ruby Tuesdays, Woodruff Road. Four lettuces. Four lettuces. Four lettuces. Whenever you mention, you, whenever you mention Ruby Tuesdays, you always mention the salad bar. Got to mention the world famous salad bar. That's courtesy from Jeff Lewis Neal here. That's correct. <laughs> You're welcome. Send the check to Jeff. That's right. All right, guys. Hot Rods and Happy Hour. We couldn't wedge another car in the parking lot. We had over 125 cars. Yeah, we're the first Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Definitely overflowing. And then we had a little friendly competition between the Foothills Mustang Club and the Carolina Mopar Foothills Club. Yeah, so three times fast. Yeah, really. I can never do it for either one. Really? (laughs) Are you okay? Not three times fast, anyways, but it's okay. But anyway, this is the thing. They had 55 Mustangs there. I mean, that's a that's a lot of pony cars, guys. To a sad, sad demise of the Mopars, 18. But I'll tell you what, I think there's going to be a rematch. There's going to be some redemption. Some redemption. I'll tell I you saw what. I've heard. Uh-oh. Carolina Mopar, they're going to step up. I, I, I just got a feeling. I got a feeling my Pentastore pals are going to come back swinging. I got a feeling. Exactly. Ooh, I think ooh. Cash is going to rally up the bu- rally up the bunch and uh. Come back in. You mean Gosh. Eugene? Eugene. That's I'm, what I'm screaming. I think they're going to do it, too. I'll tell you another thing. Tell you about our Hot Rider of the Month. Hot Rider of the Month goes to Norman from Simpsonville, South Carolina, in his beautiful 29 Ford 5 window coupe. Hey, Norman. i tell you what. It's actually a really cool car. It puts you in mind of John Milner's car from American Graffiti. The that. yellow, small block Chevrolet. The car, like... I just... I was ready for Richie Cunningham and Toad to come popping out. I think they were there. Ribbit? I think they were. I see him. I did. I I'm see you see Harrison Ford? No, his, I didn't. His 55 there was a 55 Chevy there, but there was. it wasn't Harrison. Did he have his whip with him? No. Uh, a different Harrison Ford. No, no, no. no, no. Yeah, yeah. Wrong we're not, Harrison Ford. We're not talking Indiana. We're talking pre-Indiana. Uh, ah, spray paint. The graffiti. I yeah. got gotcha. you. <laughs> and this is, this is not Luke, I am your father stuff, neither. Oh, so. no. No, not no, yet. No, no, not no. that Harrison no. Ford. No, he died in that one. <laughs> yeah. Did you just make a Chewbacca sound? I did. Was that by accident or like you meant to? Yeah, I meant to. Okay. I was just making sure. I speak it's not far from it. Anyhow, <clears throat> we got some big plans coming up. I tell you what, guys, March 29th through April 1st, we're going to be in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. Pitts, Ponies in the Smokies. Do you just like saying Pitts because it's your last name, or do you, do you like it for the acronym that it is? Hey, I, like it for boy. The, I like it for the acronym <laughs> it is. I mean, it's just going to be a great show. Okay. I mean, this is a four-day Mustang event in Woo! beautiful Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. And the best part is it gets me away from my day-to-day. Which is? 
graphic design work. Oh, that's right. And I'm telling you, some of the best graphic design work I've ever seen. I mean, the boy's good. The boy is good with a pencil. I mean, I'm telling you, you. He, can, he, can, he can draw like no other. Drawer. He can make my own shirts. Use a use a real good drawer. Drawer. You are. You're a real good drawer. Radio guy, not so much, but drawer, top notch. Quite hey, right. I take what I can get, right? That's what I'm screaming. But yeah, four days in the mountains with a uh, Blue Oval fan club. I love it. I'm going to tell you something. My Mustang Maniacs in Tennessee, we're going to have a great time. Four days, hot rods and happy hour, ponies in the Smokies. And then moving on to April 8th, the one I just got the email about here recently. I'm going to tell you something about this. I am really got mixed feelings on this. You know, Normally, I'm really excited about a car show or a cruise in or something. Right. But this one has a chili cook-off attached to it. Yeah, this, this is the South Carolina <laughs> Chili Cook-Off competition. And we're uh, we're guest judges in that. I'm going to tell you uh, something. Uh, There's two things I'm going to bring with me. Well, hang on, because I'm a little concerned, because I'm not the world's biggest chili fan, first and foremost. And I have a feeling, <laughs> Neither am I. <laughs> and I have a feeling they're loading some guns here. I want to tell you something. Well, if I catch you in a portage, I'm going to tip that thing over. <laughs> what do you need to do it? A backhoe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's Courtesy of Guy Fierro. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, he's going to bring his altered personality with him. <laughs> yeah. He better bring the uh, whole crew from Rascal Flats with him as well. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but yeah, I Good think God. <laughs> it's going to be a great show. Everybody from uh, here at Intercom is going to be out there. You know, it's Friday and Saturday uh, event. Um, you know, you got the guys from uh, 10. One zero six three W O R D. That's awesome. You know the, 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 the you know the, you know your paycheck when it says on it. Well, that's you, where it's, that's where the guys are going to be from. Well, Very you got true. the guys from uh, Rock One Hundred are going to be there as well. Rock One Hundred One W R O Q, the classic rock station. Well, I think you just got a new job over there. That's what I'm screaming. Could be, could be. Hey. But that's going to be a great watch event. out, Stone Man. You never know. The ones from uh, ninety three point three, the Planet Rocks, might be there as well. Are you? Are Cheap you guys? Plug. Are, are you going to be there? Uh, you never know. You I never know. I, I might show up. <laughs> Jeff so, says, hey, I'm a Chili fan. I am. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know somebody that's not. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think the uh, guys from the Great Outdoors are going to be there as well. I think they're also uh, guest judging. The Great Outdoors? Yeah. You mean Upstate Outdoors? That too. I thought you were talking about Dan Aykroyd and John Candy. <laughs> that was a great they movie. Will probably that was be there a too. phenomenal movie. My apologies, the uh, Upstate Outdoors. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> Upstate Outdoors. I'm telling you. The right. Great Outdoors. I'm sorry, Tommy. I really am. I'm it, it's sorry. It's that union education. I'm telling you, it gets you every time. I'm well, telling you. said you, it, guys, not me. Guys, every time you know, I complain about my taxes, I think about Odd Rod, and you'd be like, I'm going to send another 20 bucks in. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to help. All right, moving on. All right, seriously. <clears throat> moving on. Seriously. Enough humor. <laughs> April 29th, Carolina Motor Fest. Brought to you by Carolina Coaches at the historic Greenville Pickens Speedway. I want to tell you something. I love Carolina Motor Fest. I've got a Carolina Motor Fest poster. i got a Carolina Motor Fest hand card in my hand right now. I want to tell you about Carolina Motor Fest. It's going to be one of the best shows all around, brother. I'm telling you. Oh, I'm, I'm telling ready you. for it. Yeah. I'm de- I am stoked about it. I mean, we're talking about we got cars lining around track. We've got a live auto auction. we got swap meets. Buy, sell, and trade. I'm going to tell you something. Motor Fest is something you definitely do not want to miss. April 29th at Greenville Pickens Ooh, Speedway. Oh, and our good friend uh, Miss Liberty Bell is going to be joining Ms. us. Miss Liberty Bell, we are having a pinup contest. And you never know, I don't have a wrestling book in that night, so I may show up. So we Jeff may be, Lewis we may be, may be uh, there. It's a Carolina Motor Fest. It'll be my first one. I missed it last year because I was wrestling last year. 
year, but I'm looking forward to this. I heard a lot of great things about Carolina Motor Fest. So we're going to be graced with the presence of Mr. Jeff Lewis Neal. Yes, you will. And more than likely, his father. I will sign autographs later. You will see, he said, I will sign it for you. Possibly. Will your pappy be there? Uh, possibly. Maybe even Papa Neil. Who knows? Maybe yeah, a cameo that's, that's, right that's there. We're going to have three generations of Neil. Absolutely. The greatest of all time. Mark it down. Mark yes, it. I said it. Mark it in your calendars. Absolutely. April 29th. Carolina. Motorfest. Greenville Pickens Speedway. Brought to you by Carolina Coaches. And Guy Fieri. <laughs> it's Guy Fierro. Excuse right. me. My bad. Yeah, it's his cousin, Guy Fierro. Just make me some chili that day. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's three weeks before. Excuse me. Two weeks, actually. Nice math. Well, all right. <laughs> See? Now you did it. Now you did it. Anyhow. <laughs> Thunder Giggles is back, ladies and gentlemen. I'll tell you what. Let's get started on some big news. Ooh, yes, that, that is true. I'll tell you what. You remember back a few weeks ago, we were talking about Aaron Kaufman leaving Gas Monkey Garage. We were. We were. Well, I'm going to tell you something. Discovery Channel is having more problems. Mm. Ed China is leaving Wheeler Dealers. What? All six foot seven, gray headed, orange glove wearing. Uh, hang Ed on, China. hang on, hang on. We're having another moment here, kind of like we had with Alex Laughlin. That orange hand, he can do the claw to somebody. Are you on his dating profile, Rob? No, I'm not. No, no, no. Actually, no, no. You were the one that had the dating profile thing. I'm a Wheeler Dealers fan, and I'm an Ed China fan. I've met this man. I know this guy. He I got to back. I got to back Rob on that. Well, I mean, I'm right. just saying, you pulled off the height thing and all that. What color are his eyes, buddy? Blue. I didn't get hmm. that close. Okay. I yeah. did. It's blue. Uh, is he just single? My favorite color. Maybe. I'm looking because <laughs> it matches my eyes. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. This guy, though, he's the real deal. Ed he China, is, he is. He and, really and, is. And the thing is crazy. He actually released a video on Facebook, then he released a video on his YouTube channel. Really? Got my attention now. <laughs> but, you know, this is the thing that was crazy about it, though, is Discovery didn't want him talking. They've already replaced him for season 13 of Wheeler Dealers now. Yeah, and, you know, I watched the videos that Ed posted, and it's crazy the reasons he left. I think it gave us a little insight to why Aaron walked away from his long career with Gas Monkey. Well, this is the thing you got to think about. Discovery films these shows for the masses, not for car people. I know firsthand how it works. You know, they put you know the whole the drama and all that stuff in there, and they want to focus more on the buying and selling aspect of it more than the repair end of it. They don't want a how-to show. They want a show showing Mike Brewer, and which is an awesome guy too. He's a great guy. Yeah, but hold that thought because we got to take a quick break. We quick do. commercial break. Quick yeah. commercial. Like, this I'm, show I'm needs like, to be We got to pay some bills, Rob. Yeah, we got to pay some bills. That's why I'm screaming, guys. All right, so you guys stay tuned right here to Hot Rods and Happy Hour 106.3. WORD. Stimulating talk that's firing on all eight cylinders. You're fueling up with Hot Rods and Happy Hour with Rob and Odd Rod. On 106.3 WORD. The Upstate's talk station. The discussion is always high octane. On Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Like, follow, and connect. At 1063WORD.com. All right, guys, welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. I tell you what, Odd Rod, we're talking about Wheeler Dealers. We're talking about Ed China leaving, and he's being replaced. Good God. Yep, 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 yep. I mean, this man's been on here since the show started in 2002, and the biggest reason he actually revealed on his YouTube channel, he was talking about it. That Discovery wants to take the repair aspect out of the show almost altogether. Which I highly disagree with. I think the repair and the reconditioning of these cars is what made it. Personally, myself. I mean, Mike Brewer selling. You know, it's interesting. But I'll be honest with you, it's just like every other car show on TV. Well, you know, and I, and I watch Gas Monkey, and I enjoy it. It's a, like Ben said before, it's a reality show that has cars in it. And that way, it makes it enjoyable for me. But I do like watching a show for 
you know, the repairs, the restoration. I like seeing all that stuff. Well, it's interesting, and especially with Wheeler Dealers. I mean, it's filmed in the U.K., and it's interesting just where they get parts at. And, and, and I, mean, I like all of that aspect of and it. And it's an interesting fact I actually did not know till here recently. Wheeler Dealers is the number one automotive show on TV. It's one of the number one automotive shows. That's a very loose term when he said that. I was unaware of that. But it is a big show, and it's been on for a long time. I mean, there's very few shows that have been on for 13 seasons. Very few, especially in the automotive realm. And why did you get quiet? It really is number one show. It's one of the number one shows. Well, it's shows. an opinion. It's an opinion. It's, it's an a opinion. Google fact. Anyhow. But it's an opinion. Okay. So, <clears throat> But, I mean, you know what I'm saying? This show's been around for 13 seasons. I mean, this is a popular show. And Ed is prime. Ed China leaves. So automatically, you knew there was turmoil there somewhere. Somebody just does not walk away from this. Well, I think he felt that the direction that a certain production company was taking the show was causing his integrity to lack a, a little bit. This is the thing. They're totally changing the show. And I'll be honest with you, it's going to do one of two things. Either it's going to skyrocket or it's going to nosedive. Well, I mean, you compare it to Aaron Kaufman and the reasons he walked is because he was having to build these cars so quickly. And they just weren't up to par with his level of capabilities to build. And he wasn't satisfied with that, and, and same thing happened there. Well, TV it, it, is quality, not is quantity, not quality. Well, that's the problem. You got these builders who care about the quality of their builds, and they don't care about the qu- quantity of it. So, I mean, that's why I think we're seeing in both cases. That's why. Well, Aaron even said that's why he left, and I think same for Ed. I think a lot of that is, and I think a lot of it too. Ed, Ed, I mean, they're basically cutting Ed's piece of the pie out. Right. I mean, you know, they're going to literally drop the car off. Ed's going to wave, and then they're going to come back, and Ed's done with it. And he wants that pie too. I would. Ed likes pie. Well, it's good. Like Cherry or apple? Definitely apple. Uh, come on now. You know you want apple. I'm a pecan pie guy. Well, so, yeah, I like pecan pie. It's a, yeah, it's southern. It's thing. a southern, southern thing. Yeah. Especially with some Cool Whip on top. Yes, yes. That's you got to that's, 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 that's that's do that right there. The, I'm coming from Guy Fierro, Cool Whip. I'm telling you what. You know, cool Whip. I'm glad, we have guy, I'm glad we have Guy in the air. That way we can have both an automotive show and a cooking show. It'll be great. Thank you, Guy. Selling worldwide. So, moving on. You know, all this drama is cool. It's interesting and all. But what's cooler than that is knowing that hot rodding has gone worldwide. Well, hot rodding is worldwide. I mean, this is the thing. I mean, this is something that started in California. It works its way out east. And you're thinking, man, that's it. No, that's not it. Hot rodding has rolled all over this country. And it's very prevalent in the U.K. as we see it. And we got a calling guest that's going to be talking about that. It's Mr. Sam Hard. It's actually rolled all over the world. I just thought about that. It's rolled very all over this true. country. Yeah. I just caught that. Yeah, there you go. And we do have a very special calling guest, Sam Hard. Sam Hard, tell us about Sam Hard. Give us a little some background, because i got a feeling a lot of these guys around here don't know anything about Sam Hard. Well, Sam Hard has hit the mark. He's really young, actually. He's 31 years old. And Sam has hit the scene very hard in the last, I would say, two years. He's the owner of Hard Up Garage over in the UK, right there in London. And, um, well, we met him, well, you met him two years ago in Vegas at same. I met him last year. And he brought his, uh, what what year is that car? It's a 29, 29 Rolls Royce. Rolls wow. Royce. Um, but when you think Rolls Royce, you think luxury and beautiful. Well, this car is beautiful, but it's no longer luxury. He has chopped it, cut it, rebuilt it, and made it into a rat rod. Roger Dorn from Major League One. He rolled up in a Rolls Royce. That's right. Similar car, actually. A very similar car. Very similar. But they call it an 8515. It's actually one of the cars that the, the, the two front seats are open, yep. and then the back is closed off. And Sam has took this car and just cut it every which way you could, and it has been everywhere. 
It has been everywhere. And of course, it was the same. It was the Battle of the Builders' Cars in the Rat Rod competition. But this is the thing that's neat about the car. This is an all-aluminum, big-block Chevrolet-powered Rolls-Royce with Mexican blankets for seat covers. Well, what's cool about this car is it brought three countries together, proving even further our point that hot rodding is worldwide. You know, it had some American builders involved with it, with especially with the American power Spanish plant. builders? Yes, some Spanish from down in Mexico. Uh, uh, was it Classic Toys down there? Is a street toys, street toys, street, street toys, toys. and then you had hard up garage in the UK. So, so I mean, this is the thing that, that that's the cool thing. It's a collaboration of three countries in this one car. I mean, you have the luxury end being the Rolls Royce from England, you know, the Mexican seat blankets and all that Mexican styling, and then the American power plant. I mean, it's awesome. And this car was covered by you know, Power Block. This car was covered by you know, Hot Rod Magazine. All these different big names, and it's really springboarded Sam Hart's career. In the UK. Well, I mean, it's brought Sam Hard to another level. You yes. know, in the UK, he was known. Now he's becoming known in the US. Yep. And, you know, it's not just the UK. We got people in Australia, and I got to call in guests because this, this show is going to extend on for another week. I'm going to go ahead and let everybody know. I got to call in guests from the Australia that's going to tell us all about Down Under and, you know, you got Paul Hogan, Crocodile Dundee is going to be on the air. You call that an off? That's an off. <laughs> <laughs> no, Paul Hogan ain't going to make over it. Over here? But, I mean, yeah, Australia, they got a huge uh, car scene over there. We've seen it on TV a little bit, but we got a very special guest that will be with us next week talking about that. And then you got to look. You got Cuba. Well, see, this thing about Cuba, and I kind of have a little special tie to that. You do, you do. Um. If you ever get bored, go online. Cuba has a Craigslist just like we do. Look at some of the cars that are in Cuba. You got to keep in mind when the trade embargo came in in February of 1962, all the American cars got shut off. So basically, it's like, you know, time stopped for automobiles in Cuba. So you still have 40s, 50s, and early 60s cars cruising the streets today. And these cars have been, they are. Literally, you know, you talk about motor swap cars and the LS this and LS that. You have nothing on the Cubans because they will put diesel engines in. They'll put whatever they can get their hands on. But the thing that's crazy is to go on <clears throat> this Craigslist, this Cuban Craigslist, and check out these cars. I mean, they have gorgeous street rods they've built. And the thing is, just because the U.S. isn't selling parts to these people, the rest of the country is. You've got Canada and the U.K., all these parts. I mean, you've got cars with aluminum radiators and billet wheels and four-wheel disc brakes and, you know, aftermarket 134A air conditioning, all that stuff on a 57 Chevrolet. All the modern amenities. Exactly. I mean, they're, they've built some gorgeous cars out there. Yeah, Cuba is an amazing place. And just go online and Google the country in itself. You know, you look at these well, pictures. Well, in five years, it's going to be the new Bahamas anyway. I absolutely. agree. Yeah, Absolutely. But, I mean, if you go online and just Google Cuba and Google Cuba cars and just look, it looks like you're looking at a postcard from the 50s. And really, you're looking at pictures that are a couple of years. And, I mean, you know, that's really, I mean, we're going to get into more of this next week with the Cuba thing and all that stuff. Um, we've got a very, 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 very special call in guest coming up. And, guys, you are really in for a treat. This guy's like the real deal. And you're. Really? For really. For reals. Wow. Real. Sam, I'm forward to this. Sam Hart's a character like no other, guys. You're really, really in for a treat. I tell you what, guys, I think we need to pay some bills, Audra. Yes, sir. So stay tuned. 
Two Hot Rods and Happy Hour right here on 106.3 WORD. From custom car shows and swap meets to racing and 4x4 events. It's all about rods and rides. On Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Live and local on 106.3 WORD. Grab your radio and hold on. This is where speed and horsepower rules. Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Live and local with Rob and Odd Rod on 106.3 WORD. All right, guys. Welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Odd Rod, we've yes, got sir. a real special guest. I'm talking about we had to stretch that phone line. I cannot wait. You had to stretch it? I'm the one that had to call it. Yeah, I want to tell across you the pond. Like right now, Jeff has a blister on his dialing finger from dialing all these numbers, and Steve Sinecrappy is probably going to... Yeah, he's going to freak out he's when he's going to freak out when bill. he sees the phone bill. That's right, guys. Got the phone bill. Guys got to talk. Have a meeting. All In right. the break room. <laughs> Let's introduce none other than from the UK, Mr. Sam Hart. Sam, how you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm glad you guys picked up the phone bill because we're hard up over this side of the pond. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'll tell you what, this, this place is so cheap, I'm surprised we had to put another quarter in this thing. Ooh. You like that? <laughs> oh. Like I'll tell you what, Sam. We're talking about hot riding around the world today. And, you know, I'll okay. tell you what, when I met you, you are like the most hot rod guy I've ever met. I mean, you you live and breathe this stuff. Tell us a little bit about Hard Up Garage and Sam Hard. So, Hard Up Garage, uh, Hard Up Garage, whatever you guys want to call it, I mean, um, it's kind of a bit of a dream that sort of grew. I was 15 years old. You know, my first car was a Pontiac Trans Am. And, you know, growing up as a kid over over the other side of the pond, you get kind of looked at in a weird way from everyone else that's around you. And, um, you know, growing up over the years, learning to fix cars, you know, the, the mainstream route is what you take as a, as a young guy, you know. And um, after a little while, my my dreams kind of stepped over what was actually making me money. And I, I tried to sort of make a business of it. And that's what Hard Up Garage is, you know, importing and buying, selling and building crazy stuff that you guys love. Like the Rolls Royce Rat Rod. Yeah, that, that escalated quickly. Extremely. Yeah. And for those who don't know, we met you out in Las Vegas at SEMA. And you brought over this beautiful Rolls Royce Rat, as you call it. Tell us a bit about that car. So, SEMA 2015, I was stood around uh, um, Brian DeGaulle, Patrick from uh, Rat Rod Magazine, and they're good friends. And, you know, as an English young guy, first year at SEMA helping some friends out, I kind of stepped in a bit of doo-doo, and I agreed to a Rat Rod build-off. And, um, you know, I walked away all big-headed and thinking, yes, I'm the guy, I'm the dude, man, I got this down, you know. And I was like, yeah, I live in England. This isn't really going to work. <laughs> so, you know, I, I worked with a guy called Michael Lightborn, who's like the guru of car finders. And uh, he's in El Paso, Texas. And uh, Jesse Gonzalez in uh, Juarez in Mexico owns Street Toys. Uh, I kind of collaborated with these two guys and said, look, you know, I've got the gift of the gab. I can get you what you need, anything you want for the car. I can... You know, have some input on the design, but realistically, guys, I'm going to sort of, uh, you know, hand the sort of reins over to you. Let's, let's try and sort of dial this in. So Michael Lightbourne and Jesse Gonzalez spent days and days and days designing this thing. I, you know, got Arc Audio. I mean, Arc Audio, amazing sponsor on board to sort of allow us to put the car in their booth. Um, pipes, exhaust system, everyone involved, man. I pulled all the free. I got welders from American Innovative Manufacturing sent to us for free. You know, I just, it was all about doing something that kind of shook things up. Everyone's old rat rods are a rusty car, you know? And it's like, well, hang on a minute. I've got an aluminum body Rolls Royce. It's not my fault I ain't going rusty. <laughs> That's what, you have a polished <laughs> aluminum car. Yeah, it took like, I think it was about 
seven or eight weeks of pure polishing to get that, that thing polished. I mean, I think it's like a mirror going down the road, but the car is a work of art. And there's so many different genres you grabbed it. I mean, you've got a classic Rolls-Royce Rolls with a big block Chevrolet and metal flake gold big block Chevrolet, might I add. That's it, you know. Um, I'm trying to rack my brain. I believe it's LS6 1969 sort of Camaro engine. And we actually stole that out of uh, Michael Lightbourne's 57 gasser that he was building. I mean, I, I wanted to put a, uh, a big V12, a Thunder V12 in it. And um, the guy wouldn't give it to me for free, so I had to steal the engine out of Michael's project car. So he was kind of frowning upon me for that for a little while. But, you know, it, it was all about having the American uh, running gear because, to me, you know, the American V8 rumble is better than any engine in the world. You know, the English finesse, the gorgeous lines of the Rolls-Royce. And then in the back, we uh, incorporated the Mexicans. I mean, you know, what better drug cartel likes to roll around in his American-powered Rolls-Royce, right? Uh, well, so, uh, the car, right. like I said, it pulls from so many different angles. And the thing, I love what you just said, Sam. You said, you know, the classic lines and the styling, like the Rolls-Royce, and you cut it all to pieces. That, that's it. Well, we found out this car was owned by Lord Frederick Gore, who was one of the, well, he was actually the richest man in 1936. What? Uh, Glenn that's it. He was the richest guy in the world, and we cut his car to, wow, gorgeousness. There you go. <laughs> Boom. Love it. Love. But that's the thing. Anybody can restore a classic. It takes a real man to cut one up. That's it. I mean, I, I got a lot of stick. I mean, uh, Gene Winfield walked up to me at SEMA, and uh, he was with some beautiful lady, and he was holding his bag, and he was looking at the car for about 10 minutes. And I was like, man, I really want to go see this guy and shake his hand. I mean, I've been a, a fan of his work <laughs> for years. He gets on his knees and gets his camera out and starts taking photos. I mean, the shutter speed gets caught. He takes like a thousand pictures of the car. And I mean, he's got more photos on the camera than anything else at SEMA. And his wife, or the, or the lady he was with, came in and I was like, you know, this is a big deal. Gene Winfield taking photos of your car. I'm like, damn, it's a blooming big deal. I'm from England, and this guy's like a god, you know? Yeah, he's a legend. He is a, a absolute legend. He's a custom legend. I mean, I mean, that's something right there. The whole trip was made just then. And then you, I mean, then, I mean, I want to talk about you were with some of the best rat rod builders from all around. We had Canada, you know, of course, you from the UK. We had car builders from the US that were all in this competition with you that you were up against these guys. That's it, you know, and we, you know, people were getting annoyed with us about the quality of the car. Like, you know, why would you leave the, the world exposed? It's a rat rod, man, you know. And I spoke to Steve Darnell from uh, Baker's Water Up Garage, um, who he's going to be here this year at uh, Buster Lang Car Show. And um, I was talking to him. And he goes, you didn't just do what everyone does with a rat rod. You didn't follow the route of it, putting the Cummins in it. You didn't go down the rusty, you know, 32 Ford. You just went off the ball. And it was a collaboration of Michael Lightbourne and Jesse Gonzalez's design with, you know, my interpretation as well. And the collaboration between three countries come up with something crazy. And that's what it's about. It's not about reinventing the wheel. It's just about, you know, taking away a few more spokes and trying to go a bit more crazy with it, you know? Oh, yeah. Speaking of crazy, tell us about Hard Up Garage, because I know you guys do some crazy stuff there. What kind of projects you guys well, got you know, going on? Yeah, you know, we're building a, I got a real, real cool 60 Coupe Deville that we've been building for a little while now. Uh, working with a few amazing sponsors on that as well. And it's just about, I'm trying to sort of go back to the 60s funk era, you know, like with the, the gold and the browns and, you know, still incorporating the modern Detroit steel wheels and real subtle audio. But trying to keep the 60s funk aspect come back around. Because I think that's the next, that's the next thing that's going to come back is, is you know, the, the shag pole carpet and the roof line. And I think that sort of stuff's going to come back around real soon. 
And um, we, we built in a, a 1972 Ford Escort Mexico rally car, a Mark One Capri rally car. Mm. So we don't care what it's got. As long as it scares me when it goes around the corner, I'm game, you know? <laughs> I love it. But I'm with you, too, on the whole, on the whole, the, the, that look you were talking about, it is coming back. You're seeing it in the custom conversion vans now coming back. You're starting to see the, the old vans, the Chevrolet vans and the Ford vans coming back yeah. out with the Shad carpet. You're starting to see all that look coming back. And all your yeah, earth exactly. tones, all your browns, all your dark oranges, all that stuff is coming straight back. It's almost like a 70s riff even. If you look at the game now, people are making out like metal flakes. They just invented that stuff, you know. Um, you start watching a lot of these custom videos and stuff like, oh, man, we put this metal flake on and we did this and did that. I mean, House of Colors has been going for years, but, you know, the metal flake's been going since the 40s. I mean, I've seen a 1940s helmet with high metal flake in it, you know. And it's just coming back round. The eras just come back round and round. And I think the 60s funk era, the browns, the gold, the pinstripe and the gold leaf in, I think that sort of stuff is going to fill back up. And same with the low rider scene. I think the low rider scene over here in the UK and America is just a real a crazy thing. Well, I'll tell you something cool about the low rider scene, and I, and I love that stuff coming back, that funkier you were talking about. But I'll tell you one thing I do not want to come back. I do not want the billet wheels and the pastel colors to come back of the late 80s, early 90s. I think we can leave them for like the next generation. Just give yeah, it like exactly. 20, <laughs> I want me and you both out of hot riding like really good before this comes back. I, I kind of want to be like the rest of the 80s. You know, the guys that are in their 80s now are like, yeah, man, we invented that metal flake. Yeah, 45 years down the lane, we'll all be there going, yeah, guys, we invented that metal flake the second time. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Sam, we're talking about the uh, hot riding culture around the world. Tell us about the culture of hot riding there in the U.K. Okay, so anyone in the U.K., in Europe, knows that the hot riding culture is so hard. I mean... You know, over in the U.S., you see drifting all the time, you see street racing. I mean, you, you do one drift and you get caught by a police officer over here, it's your license gone. I mean, you get caught street racing, you go to prison. I mean, over here, the laws are so tight. I mean, I, I do a bit of drifting at my shop. I've got a real cool area where my shop is here in England. And, you know, anything you try and have fun with over here seems to be so hard to, you know, to get into. I mean... Uh, ever since I was growing up, you just got to be careful what you do, and there's not the um, there's not the landscape like you guys have in America. You can't drive in the desert and go throw some dunes around a field and you know get your heart pumping. I mean, you got a parking lot over here, and that's about it. And a police officer sitting in the corner when you finish doing your donuts, you wait for the smoke to go, and his car just sat there. Game over. Good God! <laughs> All right, hold that thought, Sam. All right, guys, you're listening to Hot Rods and Happy Hour on 106.3 W O R D Nitro for your ears. Tank is full on Hot Rods and Happy Hour with Rob Pitts and Odd Rod. On 106.3 WORD. Get it, boy. This is Hot Rods and Happy Hour with Rob and Odd Rod on 106.3 WORD. All right, guys. Welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Sam Hard, we got you on the line all the way from London, England. We've been talking to you in the last segment. Odd Rod, what were you going to ask my man? I was going to ask, a little birdie told me from all the way across the pond that a certain friend of mine... That bird flew a long damn way. Yeah, yeah, he did. His wings are straight. (laughs) Straight shot. (laughs) A little bird told me that Mr. Sam Hard may or may not have signed a contract with a certain uh, television show, channel, whatever you want to call them. Production company. Production production company, yeah. That's that's... You're, you're on the right lines. I mean, I've, you know, I've been filming what I've been doing for the last three or four years, you know, and 
what I wanted to do is I wanted to work with a TV channel or a production company that wanted to work with my vision. I mean, I, I nearly signed a few contracts in the last couple of years, but they all had what they wanted to do and their vision and their their route of the show they wanted and, you know, the, the character they had lined up for me. And I was like, no, 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 you're not getting this. I mean, you're making out like this TV show is your idea and your plan. I mean, this is not a TV show. This is my reality. Full stop. I mean, there's a reality show out there which, you know, is a show that makes you laugh and stuff like that. But my reality show is just my day-to-day life of how freaking awesome you know, I get to do what I do, you know. And it's the production company now that I've, I sort of latched onto sort of have the same vision and they like what I do and that's what I'm trying to do, you know. Well, see, that's the cool thing about it because so often in these deals, and Sam, me and you both have been in the same boat with production companies, they want you to play their game, more or less. Yeah. You're their puppet. And this is the thing, you know, I ain't saying they don't have good ideas is, but I'm going to tell you something. You're not yourself, and your fans are going to know that. And the people that know you know that's not true. And that's where the problem yeah, lies. That's it. You know, the problem is with TV these days is they have a, uh, what, what do they call it, where you have a, a group of an age range between 18 and 34 they want, you know, to watch the show, and they want you to be crazy and a jackass, and at the same time they want you to portray this professional, you know, technician or or, di- or garage mechanic. And you've got you to gotta know where the line is, where, like, you're showing some guy you know, grinding without a mask or gloves and all this sort of crap. And, and then on the same hand, he's goofing around. I mean, it's kind of cool to goof around and joke around, but at the same time, you still got to portray this professional, which we all are. And it's really hard to, to get that across to a production company that sit in an office and don't understand the mechanical, you know, uh, the mechanical job and, you know, our reputations are on hand, you know. Well, the thing is, a lot of these shows are so cookie-cutter now. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, you flip the channels, and all you have is different characters doing the same exact thing. If I see one more small-block Chevrolet that's 180 degrees out of time, I'm going to scream. And I like cookies. <laughs> you know, I, I want to do some, like, I want to do some movie reenactments. I mean, you know, like... When the, the car's going down the hill and it loses brakes, what happened to dropping it into second or first or putting those parking, the, flip, wow, the flipping parking brake on and, and actually trying to do some real-life actual fun with this sort of stuff? I mean, none of this stuff's been done. A lot of the boring, repetitive stuff's been done, and I think people are getting a bit fed up with the routine, you know? It's a breath of fresh air. That's it. If you, you look, look, China's just left wheeler dealers. I mean, that, that show's been going for so many years. I mean... Well, it's 13 years that show has been on the air. And I actually want to ask you about that. I'm sure you've met Ed China before. <clears throat> you know, Ed China and Mike Brewer, I mean, they're like this team. They're like the dream team for so many years over there. I mean, they're one of the biggest shows around. And now Ed's yeah. up and leaving because basically they want to cut his part out. That's it. I heard that, um, you know, they're the new TV company, whoever they are, wink, wink, have uh, <laughs> turned around and said, but, you know, we love what you do, Ed, but. We want to cut that section down, and we want to have the more the wheeler dealer side of things. And I think, well, not being funny, ninety percent of the guys that watch this certain TV channel are watching it because of Ed China. I mean, and, and like Gas Monkey and stuff like that. Love Aaron. I mean, a lot of the, uh, people love Richard too. I mean, I'm a big fan of Richard, but a lot of people watch him because of, of Aaron, the mechanic. You know, but you look about how much mechanical actual dialogue there is in Gas Monkey. There's not a lot of mechanical work in it. There's a lot of storyline, you know? And I think, obviously, sometimes the storyline makes money. Maybe as mechanics, we don't know what TV makes money and and what we feel we want to watch, you know? Well, I think a lot of the times they make the car shows not exactly for car guys. They're making it for the masses. Well, you know, I was uh, was speaking to Stacey David at SEMA this year, and and he was like, look, 
you know, well, Richard's show isn't really a car show. And I said, well, Richard told me a few years ago that, you know, his show happen is a reality show that happens to have cars in it. It's not a car show that happens to be a reality show. I mean, he laid that down. He said, you know, he's not a car, a car, you know, amazing car mechanic or anything like that. He's just a, a reality car guy that's making money and, you know, fair play to him. He's but a pitch that, man. It's, it's, well, that, that's the beautiful thing about Richard Rawlings, you know, and I've always admired him for this. He is a marketing genius. He, like you said, he's not a mechanic. He, I I would say he's not that much of a car guy, really, but he's a marketing genius, and he knows how to make money with something that everybody likes. Well, you look at Wheeler Dealers, right? 14 years of a TV show. I've never seen a TV, a T-shirt for sale anywhere, right? Right. Richard Rawlings. Death Monkey Garage, you know, 3,000 miles away, the other side of the freaking planet, and there's people craving to buy a freaking T-shirt, man. I mean, what marketing genius is that? Oh, yeah, well, I mean, it's not even just T-shirts. I mean, it's hats. I mean, he's got his own brand of, you know, of tequila, yeah, and he's got writing oh, books. Man, that good. I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> but you know what I mean. In and I mean, around the mouth. In and around the mouth, it is wonderful. Takes my breath away. But, yeah, yeah. you're exactly, you're exactly <laughs> right. It's... This made-for-TV drama, but people buy into it. You know what I mean? I mean, they do. That's it. Well, you know, copyright this, copyright this world. But, what you know, hard-up garage. I mean, everyone who owns a car, whether it's like a 2016 Lincoln or it's a 1970s Buick, man, everyone is hard-up. The minute you buy that car, there's servicing costs, there's road costs, there's after-sales. I mean, you buy the 50s car that you've always dreamed of, there's money involved. Everyone who owns a car is hard up. And that's what hard up garage is about. I mean, it doesn't matter if you've got a piece of junk or you've got a brand new car for the production line. We feel you, man. We feel you. Well, it's a car show for car guys. You are car guys. This isn't made for TV. This isn't a glorified T-shirt shop that happens to have cars around. No, I understand that, you know. But you, you got to understand, like, you know, Richard Rawlins and, and Gas Monkey, it's going on a different route, but Richard Rawlins and Gas Monkey have given a whole new generation uh, another lease of life just to sort of go digging out Grandpa's car and get it running and do something fun with it. Just, I don't mean just paint it green, because that's what he loves green, but, I mean, it gives a whole new generation of people the new vibe to go out there and save some of these cars, you know? Well, I mean, that's the one cool thing about it. It does bring new people to the hobby. I think sometimes some of the price tags on these cars, because a lot of that stuff's exaggerated extremely. Yeah. And I think that scares some people, too. I understand what you're saying, but it still gives, I think, although it scares people, it gives people an incentive to learn a little bit more on the background of cars, the years of cars, what's good, what's not, what's a YE2 Trans Am, considering, you know, compared to a 455, security or whatever, all these little numbers could mean paycheck, could could change your life, you know? And I think sometimes, you know, although the prices are exaggerated on TV, I mean, a lot of stuff is, and it's all to do with tax, or it's all to do with making people smile or whatever, or, you know, sort of make people at home think, oh, my God, I got one of those. But realistically, it does give, you know, that, that young lad who's sitting there and going through his books and working out his date codes and stuff, that little incentive to think that he can make a buy a car for five hundred bucks and buy a house with the profit, you know? Oh yeah, heard of that. Oh, I agree with you hundred percent. And, and we we're talking to Jeff Lutz just I think a week ago now, and we we're talking about the TV show Street Outlaws. You know, I wasn't yeah. a big fan of that show when it first came out, but I will say this: that show single handedly, I think, saved drag racing. 
and brought a whole new group of people, just like uh, Gas Monkey Garage, just like you said. It's bringing a whole new group of people, the youth, into this car world. Yeah, well, you know, you, you see the you know the street outlaws, and realistically, although there's a small amount of people around the world that do that illegally, I feel that it actually gives people the incentive to go and actually pay for a track day, you know, get their car running a little bit better and kind of have fun in it and doing it in a safe way as well. You know, they, they all these TV shows, they say are portraying like danger and illegal, you know, acts or whatever, but that's not true. I mean, you go watch a movie, Fast and Furious, you don't just go jump in your car and drive down the road and be an idiot. I mean, you know, there's, there's people out there that believe that, but it's the same as everything. You don't go watch, play Grand Theft Auto and go and be a plonker and go up the street with people, do you? You know, it's, it's all about people's view of it, and I think it's just giving people... You know, another thing to, to, to aspire to, you know. Sam, I want to thank you so much for being on the air with us today, all the way from London, England, putting up with us. No problem, man. It's been a pleasure, and you've taken my radio virginity, so thank you very much. Oh, Lord. I want to encourage everyone to also listen to next week's show as we talk more about hot riding across the world. Thank you for listening to Hot Rods and Happy Hour on 106.3. W-O-R-D. Thanks for listening to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Interact, share, and connect with Rob and Odd Rod. Hit the on-air button at 1063WORD.com. Scroll to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Find out more about the show. Listen on demand at Interact. Act 24-7. Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Supercharged Auto Talk. On 106.3 WORD. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.